Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins a national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Grant Hall is with us today here, as always, on Wednesday. Grant, sounds like you're driving somewhere. Where, where are you at it? Oh, I just, I took my wife to the airport. Uh, she's going to see some family in North Carolina and uh, coming back from there. So That's so sweet. That's how you know you really love somebody. When, when, you, when you take them to the airport or when they take you to the airport <laughs> and it's no questions asked, that's great. That's great. It's also uh, maybe you know you love somebody when you, get, when you get them a second chance, right? Is that, how do you view this hiring uh, of Bobby Petrino at Arkansas, Grant? Well, I think it's a mega home run hire. I mean, I think... You can just tell by the excitement yesterday. Uh, the one of the TV stuff. This is also what happens when you Something take somebody to the airport. <laughs> Sorry, we lost you. you for, no, we lost you for a moment. I guess if you're coming out of Cave Springs, there's there are a couple of a uh, couple of weak spots. Yeah. keep going, keep going. We got you. Well, uh, you know, the one of the TV stations last night said sixty something percent favorable reaction, and uh, I just think it's a uh, you know what Sam he kind of gave a pretty good clue last week when he said someone with Arkansas experience and SEC experience. And so the others, I guess you might have thought of uh, Money Jr. or Loggins or Chaney or somebody, but I think Bobby would go to the top of most people's list on that. Uh, as Matt said, there's not much question about his, his play-calling ability. Uh, and really, I mean, I, I think when he's introduced tonight at the basketball game, it'll just be uproarious. Uh, cheering by the by the way those fans there was a tent city last night for this Duke game so it kind of just comes together you know I, I thought it was interesting that uh, that ESPN let its crawl last night the lead story was Bobby Petrino back to Arkansas you know and uh, I mean for a coordinator that's that's pretty good Grant what do, what do you think this means for KJ? Uh, and maybe even uh, was it Courtney Crutchfield, the re- the receiver, the number one receiver in the state? What, what, for those two guys, what do you think this this means? Well, uh, I understand Sam and Bobby are going to go Friday to Pine Bluff, and and uh, you know the the guy who, who uh, withdrew his commitment for a while. So uh, as far as quarterback, I'm I'm not so sure that you might see sort of a trade between Mississippi State and Arkansas. Uh, KJ may go there, and I saw Will Rogers is in the portal. Maybe he comes to Arkansas. Who knows? But uh, it, a, lot, a lot of interesting stuff there, even to the point of uh, I know that Drake Lindsay is committed to Minnesota. Uh, who knows? Maybe they can uh, – I mean, Bobby would be a perfect coordinator for him, I think. He did pretty, he did pretty well with Ryan Mallett and Tyler Wilson – and Drake has that kind of arm, that kind of passing ability. I got to see it close up last week when Fayetteville, you know, got to the finals. So, 
I mean, I don't know if that'll happen, uh, but it's kind of fun to think about. They're really a lot of fun to think about. I also think about when when did this idea hit Sam Pittman? Now that there's a lot of folks that think maybe he was directed to make this hire. I think this is his hire because Friday he's asked about, you know, what do you want in an offensive coordinator? And what was the, what he said a number of things about this and that, but he also said somebody that knows how to run the ball. And I've never thought of Bobby Petrino as a run oriented offensive coordinator. I'm not, I'm not criticizing what he said. It's just, you know, I, I kind of view Sam Pittman as a run oriented head coach offensively. Or right. I would think the same way about any offensive line guy, but that's not necessarily what Petrino is. Yeah, I think A&M ran for 140-something a game this year average. Uh, he would typically run in the fourth quarter, you know, to run clock off after Arkansas took the lead when he was at Arkansas. But uh, I think it's been done for a while, or at least that's probably who Sam wanted. Um, and it's a, it's a splash hire, which I think they really needed, uh, especially with this new NIL stuff coming along. So, um, and it, it was just a matter of uh, probably clearing. I know they had that. UA rule, but, uh, you know, Bobby, uh, I think that was passed in 2012 and he was out of here in 2011. And I think Bob had signed off on it. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think it's been, it's probably been settled for a while if I had my guess. Grant, um, let me ask you a little bit. I, th- I think we all know when we have these debates on this show sometime is, 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 is Arkansas becoming a basketball school? And, and clearly we're still a football school. I mean, it's, it's, it's out of control with all the, 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 the football buzz, but we got a big game. We got a big basketball game up on the hill tonight with, with Duke coming in. Uh, kind of give me your thoughts and, and what do you hope to see at this Arkansas basketball team tonight? Well, I hope to see the kind of effort they had against Purdue, and I think the crowd, of course, will help a lot in that. Um, Eric told us Monday night that he spent, what was it, 14 hours uh, looking at all three game tapes of the, of the games uh, in the tournament that they played, and, and of course, uh, that, that didn't go very well. He typically assigns that to an assistant coach, but I think he wanted to just look for himself and look at everything and give everybody notes on what he expected from them, and uh, you know, there, I, I don't know what the, uh, he, he said that he basically said Mark is one of the tough, maybe the toughest kid he ever coached in terms of trying to get back out there to practice, you know, from not even being able to move a day or two before that. So I don't know what his status is going to be. Uh, just having him on the bench, probably helpful. And, uh, Ella Ellis, I think is a big key. You know, Ellis, uh, went from scoring what 14 a game or something early to, to not to doing hardly anything. Uh, in the tournament, so uh, they're, they're going to need him, I think. Uh, they're going to have to play their best ball. I mean, obviously, Duke is great, but there's a, it's, a, it's a really good series between the two. I mean, they've, been, you know, they've played in tournaments before. I think they're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, 29 and a half years ago, I, I was trying to interview Bill Clinton after the game, President Bill Clinton after the game after Arkansas beat them. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of history and I just think the fact that uh, I think I think almost surely they'll introduce Petrino tonight, and the fans will be jazzed. Look at you name dropping President Clinton here. I was just interviewing the president; no big deal or anything like that. <laughs> Grant, there was well, all these Secret Service guys were around. He was just in the crowd, you know. I was trying to get to him afterwards. You know, everybody in the state knew him when he was governor, pretty much. And and I, I kept saying, President Clinton wasn't getting anywhere. So finally, I hundred bill, and then he turned, and then I got, he said, "Yeah, he's okay." So I got to talk to him. Speaking of people who got second chances, right? Huh? 
Um, yeah, it's a, this, uh, this Duke game has had such a buildup, Grant. I mean, it really it's the most anticipated home game at Bud Walton Arena that I've ever been around for in, in the state of Arkansas. I've lived here almost 23 years. I can't think of a single game, basketball game, that has had more of a buildup. You know, and so much of that had to do with, you know, we've got a, we're, we have a team that's going to compete with them. We have a team that can beat Duke. And I'm, it's not to say that that can't happen. It's just, I don't think, I don't think fans expected that Arkansas would come in losing three out of four, including a home game to Greensboro. And that, and that, you know, the guy that's supposed to be grown as a big man in Jalen Graham is, is hurt and, and won't play. And yeah. your top scorer probably isn't going to play. So, I don't know. You know, you have this expectation of what the game's supposed to be when it's announced. And even three weeks ago, you had a different expectation, I think, of what people are actually showing up for tonight. It's just so cool to have Duke here, you know. I mean, uh, I remember when UNLV came with Coach Tarkanian all those years ago, and that was at the other arena. But, uh, I mean, tickets were out. I remember Andy Van Slyke was trying to get a ticket the day before the game, stuff like that, you know. And and uh, you, you hear all these prices, but... Uh, it's just it's just going to be a lot of fun and and I think Arkansas will play well. I mean they'll they'll have enough to play. Well, I think they'll have enough to play. I think it'll be a happy who, if be a good game. If Mark's not uh, playing, who who is our our starting five? Grant, who are you starting tonight? Well, you know you you could uh, battle has not been starting, but he's been playing starter minutes. I mean that that would be mm-hmm. an option. You know, um, Ellis had a really tough go when he you know he went in and turned the ball over right before halftime against Memphis. They had a three on the other end, and they, kind of like a five-point turnaround almost, and it was a five-point game. Uh, so he's, you know, he's a guy that uh, maybe wasn't used to being coached quite like Coach Musselman uh, does, and uh, and they've kind of had to adjust to each other. So, uh, but that, the problem, Matt, is they're not getting very many assists from the point guard position. They've got some pretty good score. There's some really good scores there. And that's going to be obviously something that, plus, as Eric talked about uh, going into this game, the turnovers, uh, and not only turnovers, but steals and points in the other direction, I don't think that's something um, maybe we saw coming. So they're going to have to uh, get that fixed pretty quickly. Yeah, you'd like to see them, the, the, the offense, they do kind of ball watch a little bit, and I think it's just the fact that they're getting used to playing with each other and you're getting used to a rotation, you're kind of defining roles, but it does seem we get a little isocentric uh, and, and settle for the one-and-one one instead of passing and moving. And, yeah. and, it's, and, it, it kinda, and it goes both ways too, Grant. I see us on defense, it's, and I see Coach Musk really coaching it, where they'll make a pass and then we'll, we'll function the right way and slide over, then they'll pass, and then it's like we stop moving. It's like after they do it three times, times and they make the other extra pass and then it's a it's open layup because we didn't have the other guys slide down he was stuck to his man so i think there's there's still a lot of learning and a lot of coaching going with this team yeah that's right and they're going to try a whole new defense at least he says he is to try to account for uh filipowski and and you know the duke really good players and i think blocker uh that's maybe the one really good thing that emerged from that tournament was his play and starting those last two games and I mean, he, he can play good defense, and they they like that right now. So big fan uh, of his, big, big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just quickly, guys, I don't know how much time you have, but uh, you know the basket, the women's basketball team added B. Franklin. I saw that this saw, morning. Yeah, a soccer player from Seattle, and of course that's Mike's old stomping grounds where he went to the Final Four. Uh, and it comes at a useful time because someone told me yesterday that Sasha has had to to kind of withdraw again. You know, Sasha go forth. Um, with her medical uh, history, 
and uh, that that would be a blow to him because she, she's such a good player and blocks a lot of shots and things. And I hope that's not right, but uh, at least they they've got this addition. And I think she's going to go right into the you know to the team and, and start playing. So we'll see how she does. Well, she's in game shape. Five foot ten. Celebrate the magic of Christmas at the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in the historic Venetian dining room this Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. From 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., your Christmas dinner includes a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required must have a credit card to hold reservation. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Let's go right to the phones, Miss Lisa on hold. Hi, Miss Lisa. So this is our first chance. Well, hold on, this batting, is our first chance. Batting lead off. This is our first chance to see. The last time we heard from Miss Lisa, she sounded despondent. She sounded very disappointed. She sounded yes. upset. You sound a little different right now. Well, after I left Scott Verity's office, going down the hallway. About three and a half weeks ago, I told my husband, or he told me, do not send any more money up there and don't buy your tickets. You're just not able to keep it up with my health, you know. And I said, okay, I understand. Well, when I got the word yesterday, my phone, I've, I've been up all night. I've been on the phone with people, all my buddies and friends and everything, and I told my husband when he got up this morning, he said, why didn't you, are you still in here talking about this? I said, yes, I am. And get, of course, he went on to work. I said, get ready to work even harder because I'm giving money and I'm buying tickets now. Let me tell you, we fans, I'm talking about fans. I'm not talking about media, coaches. We needed a shot in the arm because a lot. A lot of people in my circle were the same way I was. And the first person that came to mind when I got the news was Ryan Mallet. What would he think? What would he think? You see, Petrino and tweeted all, a photo of him with Mallet and said, it's you and me, he's 15, let's do this. <laughs> he went, I, he went I in that direction. That. I saw that, and I also saw uh, a tweet somebody sent me. Of, um, Petrino, uh, y'all probably saw it. He tweeted it out about his little granddaughter calling the hog. Yeah, cute little girl and there for, in the hog in the hog dress. She's a doll. I remember when the first one was born. I always stood in line with Becky, his wife. And I've actually held Brianna, his first granddaughter, because I have a granddaughter named Brianna. And I said, can I get a picture with her? And, you know, just because she said, yeah, that's fine. But anyway, I'm past all that stuff. I'm not looking backwards. I'm looking forward. 
uh, people, I like, some of them, I've heard one or two people write some stupid stuff. And my dad always said the chicken that tackles first laid the first egg. Now, in light Arkansas, that means the people screaming the loudest about us rehiring him, whether they're a board member or president or whatever, you can bet if they're squeaking or cackling about it, they've already laid, laid the egg. So I don't want to hear nothing negative. I, I mean, I'm not talking negative. I'm just saying sometimes people forget where they came from. And some and in the past, I myself, I'm not talking just to other people. I'm talking about myself. And we have to give, you know, and, he, and what got me and Matt, you, you heard him. He said, I'm going home. Now, we all know his home is Montana. But I think, he, I, I think, well, I'm back in. I'm, I was going to be still a Razorback fan, but from my couch. But as of yesterday, that changed. Well, you can tell Miss Lisa uh, has a uh, totally different thought about this. And there's one thing she said there that hits. People aren't really going to be looking backwards very much to what this last season was about. It's much more forward-looking is the way that I view it, I think, because, <clears throat> well, nobody wanted to relive this last season, no doubt about that. But I think there was more dread about <laughs> what the upcoming season could be like or in a lot of fans' mind, just was going to be like. And I feel like that's probably changed a little bit, even in the most, uh, even, even in the most skeptical of, of minds. What, what I'm interested in is to see any, any of that talent from Texas A&M coming to Arkansas with them. Uh, who, who is he out there making relationship? Is And the first guy they're going to see is that receiver from, from uh, an in-state kid. So you want to see... Uh, you know, you have Joe Adams, uh, you know, Greg, was it uh, Greg Childs? Greg Childs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the kid that went to uh, Kobe Hamilton, uh, DJ Williams. You know, all the talent that we had that first go around. If you're a receiver, don't you want to play for Bobby Petrino? You make a great point. You make a great point. There it is. There it is. The tweet came out. Arkansas Razorback football Twitter account. Ring the bell. Welcome back, Coach B. Petrino. It is official now. It is official now. Bobby Petrino is the offensive coordinator for the Arkansas Razorbacks. If you like to catch passes, uh, if you're a tight end, you know, I think it keeps number nine here. Uh, I, I think it does. I, I think if, if you're... Oh, man. Thank yeah. goodness, too. Right? I think he, I think he'll be here. It keeps him here. Augusta looked like he catches the ball good out of the backfield. We hadn't seen a, a lot out of him, but I like Augusta. And imagine him in spacing. And that's what Petrino does is he gets guys out in space and, and lets them make plays. If you're a playmaker, this this is definitely an offense you want to be in. 877-377-6963 is our McClarty Daniel hotline. Jim in Yellville is there right now. Hey, Jim, thanks for the call. What's up? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, I'm about this Bobby Petrino. I am so happy about this. You know, I think back to where we were when he was the head coach. I think we were ranked number four. Uh, we ended the year ranked number four uh, nationally, and I think we were we were 
probably going to be ranked number one at the beginning of the season. And then, of course, the motorcycle accident. But uh, I think Bobby Petrino is a hell of a coach. When he was coaching um, uh, 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 Southern Missouri, the Bears, and they came to us and played us. Sam Pittman, he just got out coached. Uh, And I love Sam Pittman. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything bad about Sam. But that game, it was obvious. He just got out coached. We won, but uh, he still got out coached. I think it's going to be a good thing. I think that he and Sam will work together good. Maybe this will give Sam an opportunity to focus on the O-line and just let uh, Bobby take care of the offense. And uh, I, I don't see anything but good coming out of this. I really don't. All right, Jim. Appreciate your call. I don't think Sam Pittman's going to be focusing on the offensive line. I think you're going to hand the keys totally to Bobby Petrino in this case and let Sam Pittman, you know, kind of be like a CEO-style head coach is the way I view it. Our offense was so soft last year, and, and they say that the, the players take on an identity of your, your coach, your OC, your, your, your head coach. And so I think when you have the fiery Bobby Petrino in – and, and how he coaches and what he demands out of his offense, I think you got tougher. I mean, if, if you're if you're looking at it from and, and you brought this up, Phil, in the in the first segment, we can't can't get any much more worse. I mean, we were about as bad as this offense has been. You said since 2000, so I, I think the offense definitely got better and got tougher. I, I'm so interested to see anybody who transfers over from A and M if there's a receiver or two or a skill position, an offensive lineman. Uh, and then to see who comes out of the portal, receivers and quarterbacks, because if you're a receiver or a quarterback, don't you want to play for Bobby Petrino? Reports that K.J. Jefferson could be linked to South Carolina. Some folks have brought up the idea of Mississippi State. Man, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays in the SEC if he does go in that transfer portal. And he has said on his Instagram that he has not made South a decision Carol- yet. South Carolina makes a whole lot of sense. Got a ready-made Spe- place to Spencer's step right in. Gone, and he knows the system with Coach Loggins having, having experience. Got one of his guys there, Trey Knox. And he's a sick – well, has Trey got another year? I, I, everybody I got so. a COVID year. But mm-hmm. that's that's the whole – you saw it with Bo Nix, Sam Hartman, the kid from uh, – uh, Oregon State, uh, Michael Penix, they're all transfer guys with a lot of experience. This is the state of college football. Will man. Rogers. Somebody who yeah. sets records at your school ends up finishing his career somewhere South else. Carolina's got some O-line issues, too, so they're definitely going to have to fix that if the, you know, if KJ they, they goes there. Yeah, they didn't make a bowl game, right? No. Dustin and Muldrow, you'll take us into the break. Uh, what's up, Dustin? Not much, guys. I was just calling to say I'm completely pumped about Petrino coming back. I can't wait to see what he does. But I feel like he has to change his style of play calling to be competitive now. Well, what do you think needs to change in that aspect, Dustin? Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I feel like he's going to have to get a way better offensive line, obviously. But he passes, I think, way too much for what Arkansas needs. I feel like we got to ground and pound it to get somewhere against the teams we have to face because we never get an easy schedule for some reason. I appreciate the call, Dustin, and and that was the thing that I just didn't I didn't quite get because he's not a, he's not a run oriented offensive coordinator, and that's not to say that's a criticism of the hire. It, it is to say that it does kind of go a little bit against just what Sam said on Friday after the Mizzou game. But he is tough. He he is a tough nose, hard nose coach, fiery. So I think that in a sense should should elevate. Uh, the, the 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 team and and we have to be tougher uh, on, on that front five. 
Dan in Mount Ida has been pretty active on the text line. Says the culture in the locker room is about to change. Justin says Petrino would have gone crazy with that offensive line this year. No doubt. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Andrew is in Kansas City. Andrew, appreciate you holding, and how are you today? I'm doing great, man. How you guys doing? Great, thank you. I just want to tell Matt, man, you're like my favorite player of Arkansas. Um, it's an honor to talk with you, and I watch your highlights, I feel like, every week. I appreciate you. Well, thank you, thank you for the con words. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm excited about Petrino. I think he's going to be a great mind. I think you guys talked about it as we as we're going through the week. You know, you got to have good players, and you got to have coaches if you've played football before that can change because every team's different. You know, and he's great at like in game adjustments. He knows how to get the best out of our players. I think uh, Satania will do really well. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Just, I mean, everybody's already talked about it all, but I, I think it's a great hire. And I think if you're an Arkansas fan and you're not getting on board, then you just like to complain. Thank you, Andrew. No, I don't know if it's a matter of they like to complain. I mean, I think people have real hard, fast reasons for disagreeing with it if that's the way they feel about it. Well, I think our, our first team offense has scored more touchdowns at home this, this year than we did last year. Probably yeah. so. I would say that was uh, that's an easy decision to, to think about. John in Fort Smith, you're next up. How you doing, John? Thanks for holding. Hey, guys. Uh, love your show, as always. Thank you. Uh, you know, this is a good first step. Uh, there's several other steps that need to happen. I uh, don't know why we still have an offensive line coach, but whatever. Uh, that might take care of itself. Maybe not. Maybe this is, you know, the guy that Sam believes in, and maybe he can get things turned around. I mean, one thing that concerns me is not you guys, but a lot of media, a lot of media members are like, "Oh, everything's fine now. We got Petrino back, and everything's, you know, sunshine and rainbows." But they they still need some players, man. They got to go out and get some players. I mean, we've got Division Two receivers uh, at receiver. That's truly what we have. We have Division Two receivers at receiver. Uh, there's a reason they were Division Two, and they, you know. Okay, football players, I'm not saying that, but they were Division Two players. So, I mean, we, we've got to go out. We've got to get some receivers. Uh, not sure if we've got a quarterback on campus that can run Petrino's offense. I mean, we've got to go get some players. So, just bringing Bobby back is not going to fix everything. It's a, it's a really good first step, good positive step to get the fans back, uh, get some excitement back because uh, it was really doom and gloom. 
but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Thank you, John. Clay, Clay, that's exactly the way that I look at it, too. I mean, this is just a first step. What it's doing is injecting, uh, is optimism the right word here, Clay? Is that the right word? Yeah, I think that's, uh, I mean, well, I think hope is the right word. Uh, yeah. That there is. Uh, I did detect some hopelessness over the last few no days. No question. Frustration, hopelessness, those those were, were rampant. Um, and, it, and, you know, there, there was... Uh, uh, Definitely, you know, there there were people jumping off the bandwagon. I don't know if there was a bandwagon, but, uh, you know, I, I think selling tickets was going to be tough. And I think that, that uh, there will be some, uh, so, you know, you know, it's it's a business after all. And the, the rest of the programs need football to be successful for this business to all run smoothly. Uh, I think uh, Hunter knows that he will be able to sell tickets a little, a little easier. And I think for Sam... He he's not he's not looking at it as a you know one year deal. He's looking at it as this could be something that 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 keeps the ship running for for a few years as far as him being the head coach at Arkansas. So uh, and if anybody knows that they need players, it's him. Uh, he he's uh, he's always you know had freaks in the offensive line. They've got to do that again. They've got to get some some Frank Ragnalls, and whether they find them in the portal, I don't know, uh, or develop some of these guys and put some strength and you know some pounds. I know they first thing you do when you've got young offensive linemen is you have to break them down and get that fat off of them, that baby fat that most of them come to campus with, just like Brandon Burlesworth broke him down to two seventy, then built him back up to three ten, three fifteen, three twenty. I think as a senior. So that that's going on, and I I think that Bobby knows to run his offense. He needs studs. You, you know, he always says, "Feed the studs. Go get some studs." And 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 I would say one thing, just to John's call there, is focusing on the idea that Armstrong and Tesla were from Division Two. Well, Cody Schrader's from Division Two, and he just led the SEC. Armstrong's an SEC receiver, and I like Armstrong. And Isaiah Satania's an SEC caliber guy. He, he, he'll, he'll have a better. Year. Is Armstrong coming back? Does I he, hope so. Does he have a COVID year? Yes, he does. Arm, he's got another year. Our Armstrong, really, he's a number two. He, he needs to be your man beater, your number two guy over there, uh, and then you got to go get a yeah, stud. Yeah, I like I like Broden too. I just didn't think they had time to, to run an effective pass. Got it, Clay. We got to have an offensive line. That's yeah. that's exactly you've been saying that. Yeah, and it's in. You know, it's young offensive linemen. You know, become older offensive linemen. Right, and they'll be better next 20, year. Yeah, twenty-year-old offensive linemen. That's that's death usually. Twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. I mean, you just you just think about Dalton Wagner. He he wasn't the the, the best foot athlete out there, but he's a six-year guy, and he knew where to be. He knew what was going to happen before it happened. Uh, he was right more times than not. Uh, Played with a bad back, but was effective and could set the the edge on the running game. And having anybody could set the edge on the running game, where you said, "That's my anchor. Don't need a double team out there. He's gonna he's gonna pin that defensive end inside, and we can get to the edge." And uh, you know, I think Bobby is really good at getting his his running back scheme to the edge, but he's got to have have people out there. You know, he fascinated me, and I. Uh, I'd seen this years ago. He flipped his offensive line, you know, weak side to strong side. You know, his tackles, they didn't have right and left. They, they were weak side, strong side. And he would scheme to get the tackle and guard that he wanted on the defensive players that he thought they could block. 
and it required a lot of film work, a lot of tape work. And one of the things that, you know, people always said he neglected the, the defense a little bit, and that was true because he spent so much time scheming, and that's what he does. And he didn't have to worry about defense, right? You know, as the last two years as, as an offensive coordinator. This year, coming forward, and last year, and I think that will free him up to be an even better offensive coordinator. Ben, you'll get to take us into the commercial break. He's in Bentonville and on the McClarty Daniel hotline right now. Hi, Ben. Thanks for the call. How are you? Doing great, guys. How are y'all tonight? Great. Thank you. Good, Ben. Hey, before I get to my comment for today, I want to uh, give kudos to whoever's in charge of uh, putting something together. It's always a, uh, an eclectic mix and uh, keeps me on my toes. It's the bearded gentleman to my right. Don't let the beard fool you. I'm still a child. Kristen Johnson's the producer, and it is a collective effort. Nice. Hey, um, so Clay, if you're still there, I know you know the family, and, and Matt, I'm interested in your perspective. The uh, quarterback in Fayetteville, uh, Jim Lindsay's good. <clears throat> great, uh, excuse me. It uh, doesn't seem like we've heard a lot about him being recruited, and I don't know what kind of athlete he is exactly, and whether or not he would uh, fit into a, a Bobby system. Yeah, I would say from watching him, um, He's more like Mallet than he is KJ. And big arm, uh, big frame. Uh, he, he's, uh, you know, he didn't fit uh, in Enos's eye for whatever reason. I didn't ever hear why, but they didn't recruit him. I know they watched him. Um, PJ Fleck likes him a lot. Uh, you know, I, you know, that's, that's, that's a Razorback family. And I, you know, I, think you'd probably still have a shot at him uh, but I, you know that that would be and I I would I would be willing to bet that Bobby has broken down Drake Lindsay and knows exactly you know any passing quarterback that's in this part of the country Bobby would be aware of so it's not like he's going to have to do a whole lot of uh, uh, research on Drake Lindsay if, if he wants him he probably could be hitting the ground running and, and going after him um, we've got a text here, Clay, on the McClarty Daniel hotline from Kelly, who has a, a question for you and uh, wants to know what you think Frank Broyles would be thinking about a rehiring of Bobby Petrino. She does realize it would just be speculation, but, I mean, I think you have a, a sense of the man. So uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I can remember one time doing the pregame with uh, Rick Schaefer, and he goes, what would your dad think of this? I said, well, he's in heaven. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I, I, the first thing I will say is that I bet you my dad and Coach Broyles are having interesting conversations right now. That's the first thing I would say uh, because, you know, they're, they're still following the Razorbacks. They always will be. Um, here's an interesting thing about Frank Broyles, and a lot of people probably would not understand this or realize it, but you know, he hired Danny Ford, you know, off the bone pile. And by that I mean, you know, he was a fired coach at Clemson out of work, uh, was fired at Clemson because of NCAA sanctions. Um, they, uh, you know, no one was going to touch Danny. So that was a controversial hire. Uh, people may not think of it in those terms, but that was the truth of the matter is that there were a lot of people that did not think he was hireable. Uh, you know, after the the probation that he put Clemson on, you know, it was, you know, buying players, so to speak, recruiting violations. And then he let, uh, 
let let Danny hire Jim Washburn, who in my mind is one of the great assistant coaches in the history of Arkansas football, recruited that US-59 pipeline from Texarkana to Beaumont, brought in just tons of great players, and he was driving trucks, was out of coaching because of a steroid scandal at uh, South Carolina. I don't think not many people probably will remember that. If you go to Wikipedia and you look at his, uh, you know, the, the entire career of, of Jim Washburn, and then, of course, you know, he coached 18 years in the NFL. So Frank was willing to take a chance on controversial hires. So uh, just don't be quick to think he wouldn't like this. Uh, he know, he uh, he knew coaching as well as anybody. He knew uh was uh, respectful of Bobby's ability to draw up plays and uh, put players in in the right situations to execute them. Hey, here, here's one one question that I do have about the hire because th- this this feels so different because it's somebody coming back in a prodigal son sort of a way to a place that I mean I think some people view the last twelve seasons as his fault for you know, how everything went down and, you know, walking through the wilderness for all these last few years. And there was a rule instituted after his firing, and we yeah, know about that rule. My question is here, would any other university, potential university employee, be treated the same way? Yeah, you, you had a key, uh, key number in there, time heals. And if uh, there's a time and place for everything, and I, I'm... I think you know that I'm not. I'm not breaking any news to you, but I think that's the key part of, of this, is that there has uh, there has been uh, some healing to go on, and uh, he hasn't been in any trouble since then. Uh, he's he's played it straight. I mean, you you can say that things fizzled at at Louisville. You know, as you know, his ability to hold a team together as a head coach failed there in his second try there. But uh, you know, it's. Uh, it's an interesting time, and I, I don't think there's any question that you have desperation on, on two ends. Arkansas really needs somebody. Bobby really needs somebody, too. So uh, I, I think if you go back and you watch uh, the interview that uh, uh, David Basil had at the Little Rock Touchdown Club with, uh, was it two years ago? Uh, with with Bobby, that was that was really entertaining, and, and he uh, tried his best to apologize to the fans at Arkansas, and I think by and large, uh, a lot of them accepted the apology. So, uh, and then I will say this: you can blame Bobby, but there's an awful lot of fans that blame Jeff Long for not being a proper administrator, not uh, you know, not keeping his hand tied on 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 Bobby, not not knowing uh, that uh, that was the improper hire. You know, I mean, it. You know, she didn't move from the foundation to recruiting without you know Jeff Long knowing that that move had been made, and uh, could could all of this been averted with the proper administration? And uh, you know, like what would. What would Coach Brawls have done? I probably a little tighter management because that's what he was all about. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, v- very interesting. Uh, 877-377-6963. Figured calls we'd get into that. On the McClarty Daniel hotline. <laughs> would Frank have made the same move of, 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 of firing Petrino when it went down? Do you think he would have done that? Probably yeah. so. Well, 
but but I, I think what I'm pointing out is that he wouldn't have let it got to that point. Sure. And that's what uh, and and if there was anything Frank was criticizing criticized for is really really being aware of what's going on in the football office and being there on a daily basis and meeting with his coaches going through the office uh, I mean almost to the point of meddling that was you know the accusation but sometimes uh, you know that if you you know you need to know what's going on you know that I was a, a manager, and sometimes I was negligent in you know being tight enough on my ship. But it's uh, uh, leadership, uh, you know, has its uh, pressures, and uh, the leader needs to make everybody accountability accountable on the ship. You know, one thing I haven't heard anything about yet, and I don't think this is an issue at all, because I think it was overblown in the lead up to this last football season about well personality conflicts with Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher. And I think that was just put to bed when Petrino had his preseason press conference. And he's like, and, and he, he was he was incredibly deferential. I think, I mean, he people have an idea of what he was like as a head coach. I think you got to be different as a coordinator because it's not your ship. Well, assistant coach, uh, he he's been an assistant coach. He's been a coordinator. He was not a problem child. Is an assistant coach ever? Um, you know, he deferred to the head coach. You know. Uh, and I think one of the one of Bobby's strengths is that he goes in his office and he's going to get on the film, and he's going to work, and it's going to be late hours. Um, so, and I I think that you know sometimes you learn, you learn what. And if you know, I had somebody sit down with me one time and and say these are your strengths and your weaknesses. Well, I was really pleased to hear about my strengths, and also went about to fix my my weaknesses. Matt, how many different coordinators do you work with at Arkansas? It's, a, it's always uh, well. I had two at Arkansas and then two in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's always interesting to see because you don't change all the verbiage, but you do change a little bit, and and you, everybody kind of gleans from everybody, and you just and, and like I said, everybody's running the same plays. It's just how are you running them? That's right, and I I think the what you look at this past year, and I heard Sam and and Dan Enos talk about this, and I don't think it worked out too well. They allowed Dan to change every single phrase. That's, every that's single tough, Clay. I, I, I put and it in like it was le- tough for the players. I put it in like learning a foreign language. When, when you're going to learn English and you're going to learn Italian, then you, and you're just translating. You got to think a little bit. Okay, what does post mean? What does seven route mean? What does flood mean? And then it means something different in, in each in each and language. It, it changed the snap count. Every single thing got changed, and it, it just. As you saw, it didn't. In, in a, you know, Dan told me that the NCA has given him much more time, you know, to work with players in the off season. But it's it's it was still a lot to do. Now, I mean, obviously there was a humongous change in the verbiage and in just where they were trying to do. I think between Kendall Bryles and Dan blocking Enos, schemes were dramatically different. Well, I'm sure a, that was tough for Kennedy. What do you feel about blocking schemes under under Petrino? How different is that from the previous two coordinators? Well, I think it probably matches up with more things that Sam did in that uh, Dan's offense did not have a lot of double teams. They didn't give help. Um, and, you know, it's – now, they, they had some they had some problems with personnel, you know, as far as tight ends. You know, they were playing with, with young tight ends, light tight ends. Bobby will want those tight ends bulked up. Um, you know, it's – in but it's – 
the, the double team blocks between a tight end and a tackle, a tackle and a guard, a guard and a center. Bobby was really good at scheming where he needed his double teams because he knew the strengths and weaknesses of the defense, where they could block one-on-one and where they knew they couldn't uh, ask somebody to, to try somebody you know, one-on-one. If, if he needed to keep the tight ends or the backs in or, or – run an extra guy. I mean, I thought he was really good at moving the H-backs around uh, in protections. And, the, you know, I've listened to a podcast recently with uh, with Aaron Rodgers, and the other thing that, that in the passing game that Bobby is good is making sure that his quarterback's not late. And I thought K.J. was late, and I, I don't know why, but everybody would, would point to him being inaccurate in his throwing, and often he was just late. There's a spot in the slant that he's got to hit, and if he's late, then it's behind the the, the receiver. Um, So I I think what Bobby's really good is making sure quarterbacks aren't late in their throwing. Making sure you score a lot of points. I mean, it comes down for me to be a little bit simplistic like that. Let's just score a bunch of points, however it is you do it. And I do like the idea that he's worked with a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. Yep. And I do like the idea that he's worked with quarterbacks like Ryan Mallett and Tyler Wilson, guys that are more pocket passers. I mean, this is somebody, you don't just have to be a quote-unquote Bobby Petrino system quarterback. I think he can work with a lot of different kind of players. Phil, points sell tickets. Defenses win touchdown, but I like selling tickets. They're money. Points are money. Just remember that. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Right now, Eastside Liquor has a truckload of eggnog, winter seasonal beers, stouts and liquors, rum chata, moonshake creams, and more. Don't forget about the hog bourbon decanters. Come by the drive-thru or walk inside to see Dave and his team at Eastside Liquor, 9390 in Fort Smith. Now, back to the podcast. Clay Henry as well, who is in Fayetteville right now, and I'm a little envious, Clay, a little envious. You going? Is he going to the game tonight? Going to the game tonight. Oh, no. He's going to the game tonight. I can't yeah, go. I just my- realized, you know, I got dressed really, really early this morning to drive over here, and I got blue on. I what? I can't wear blue tonight. Well, what kind of blue? There's a difference here. Well, I would say it's Orvis blue. It's an Orvis fishing shirt, but it's definitely not, you know, it's not Duke blue, but it's, it's, uh, it's probably closer to Carolina blue, which mm. that would piss them off, right? You know, uh, the Duke people, if you, they, they don't like anything North Carolina, Tar Heel like. So this is a lighter color blue. It's not it's not that dark blue that uh, the Dukies wear. When is the last time that a team out of conference played North Carolina and Duke in back-to-back games? 
I mean, this, that's got to be a first-timer. I can't imagine it's happened very often. This I is, mean, it would almost have to be uh, in some kind of a tournament. You know, first of all, they, uh, um, maybe Towson State did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy games. That's right. Yeah, that's what yeah. it would take. Yeah, This maybe. is the most anticipated home Maybe. basketball game that I can yeah. think of in my Furman time here. or Towson State or uh, Radford. I'm making up. College of Charleston. Carl, yeah, I mean, that, that might be a little more ambitious than those teams. Carl, uh, that's a pretty good pretty good team. Have they to probably, be, have they to be probably one of those not. schools from around Car- the Carolina, either one of the two Carolina states, like App yeah, State. So it's like maybe Alabama State rolled in and stayed, you know, stayed in town. Uh, for three days and played them both. You know they got seven hundred thousand dollars to bankroll their program. It, but not a not another Power Five school back to back. That wouldn't happen. You know it's it's. Um, I watched uh, the Hogs Plus documentary De- Dancing with the Devils and Zimmerman had some nice takes. Uh, Duke just doesn't play road non conference games. The only way they would ever come to Bud Walton is the, is the is this new ACC SEC challenge basically they, being forced? They play neutral games. They play. Uh, they do not play Power Five non-conference road games. Uh, yeah, you're right. Being forced. I mean, this was assigned to them by their league office, and they they had to accept it. But I think it's appropriate. Arkansas had to play Duke and Charlotte for the national championship, and uh, anybody who was there. I mean, obviously Arkansas had some tickets, but. That was a Duke crowd. I mean, they, they, the Dukies found a way. You know, they'd been in four. Of the That was their fourth title game in five years. And so they, they knew how to get tickets. And, um, you know, the, the thing that always stood out to me of that crowd is the tallest people in the world at a Final Four. You know, all the basketball people, the coaches. You know, it, it's just incredibly – everywhere you look, you, you're – there's Matt Jones, 6'6", 6'7", 6'8". And there was an awful lot of blue in that in that Charlotte Coliseum. Clay, you can stick around for a little bit longer. Are you? Uh... Yeah, I think I, uh, we've got a little bit of an issue, but I, but I think that I'm good for for the first 15 minutes of the next hour. Okay, so we'll do that. We can also open up that McClarty Daniel hotline again, eight seven seven three seven seven sixty nine sixty three. I do want to like you don't have to answer the question now, but I have to go back and look because Arkansas doesn't play too many road non-conference games either. They've played more of those neutral site. And I remember, you know, when you played against the Big 12, you did do road games in that case. <clears throat> Outside of that, you know, it doesn't happen very often. It's going to be fun. ACC, SEC challenge. ACC has the 4-3 to three edge based on last night. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.